Rob from the Team of Nebraska, Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio. My guest on this edition of Fangraphs Audio, making one of his now monthly appearances, one of his roughly monthly appearances, the contributor to CBS, the contributor to CBSSports.com's Eye on Baseball, Dane Perry. Unless you are the newest of newcomers to Fangraphs Audio, you're familiar with Dane Perry's appearances here, and you will know they are always accompanied by a disclaimer. The disclaimer goes roughly as follows. Uh, if you've come to Fangraphs Audio looking for the same sort of crack analysis that appears in the electronic pages of Fangraphs, uh, do not continue to listen. Do not continue to listen. Instead, consider listening to uh, managing editor Dave Cameron's weekly Monday appearances in which he analyzes all baseball, or alternatively, consider those appearances uh, which Kylie McDaniel makes, that's lead prospect analyst Kylie McDaniel, uh, the ones which he makes on a roughly weekly basis as well, uh, typically on a Thursday or a Friday. Consider those, please. No, instead, what you are about to hear, what you are about to hear, uh, more or less, are the, uh, the last words of a broken man. Uh, e- Emil Chorin says... In his text, a uh, text that is translated in English, titled in English, All Gaul is Divided. Uh, in French, it translates to roughly syllogisms of bitterness. Syllogisms of bitterness. He says in that text, he says, Every writer, his true source, his true source is his shames. If he's not, if he's not writing from his shame, then he's plagiarizing someone else or merely reviewing uh, another's work. Dane Perry is a testament to the truth of that sentiment. His shame is on display, unfurled like a large flag over a state that he has colonized himself, is, uh, is what you're about to find here. So please look forward to that. What, uh, and that's what follows. What else is what follows right now, immediately right now, which begins right now, is an advertisement, is a, is a, is a message from our sponsors. The sponsor is Draft, and specifically the Draft app, which one can find uh, in the App Store or on Google Play. It is available for iOS or for the Android operating systems. Are you familiar with... Listen, are you familiar with DraftKings? Fantasy DraftKings. DraftKings. Are you familiar with FanDuel? These are daily fantasy games. Draft is a daily fantasy game. It also happens to be uh, the first, probably. Certainly the most important uh, that is truly mobile, made for your mobile devices. Think. Uh, they, they tell me this. They say, think words with friends except for fantasy sports. I don't know if I... I've never played Words with Friends, but so I'm willing to think of it like that. If that's what they want, I'll tell you how I do it. Uh, what I will do is what everyone will do. I will engage either a friend or a stranger, an internet stranger, and we will conduct a, uh, a, a snake draft. We just select five players, and we see who wins. Are you interested in wagering American currency on the result? You're, uh, you're, you're able to do that uh, by way of this. Also, would you... I don't know why you would. Do you have an interest in... Competing against Fangraphs Audio host Carson Sestouli. You're uh, you're also allowed to do that. For example, uh, just this evening, I'm uh, I have some uh, challenges here from Clam Burglar, longtime challenger Clam Burglar, uh, Scooter Two Six Two, username Scooter Two Six Two, and let's not forget Ladam James, sort of like LeBron James, I imagine is the idea. We'll be playing each other tonight. We'll be seeing who wins. Is what we'll all see. Uh, which is different than real life in which we all lose. But that is not the point. The point is that you should probably download Draft. It somehow supports the show. I'm sure it supports the show. Continue to support the show. Let's get to that show. It is a it is a show. It is an episode of the program that features Dane Perry of CBSSports.com on Fangraph Studio, which program begins right now. You know, you you come in, you come in briefly. You're like a uh, yeah. you're like a fun uncle or a, or an irresponsible uncle. I'm the tactical response team. You're the tactical. That doesn't that doesn't give. Yeah, that doesn't entirely make sense, but I kind of wanted to say tactical response. <laughs> the um, one of one of my favorite lines in any film yeah. is uh, is. Um, is this from Good Burger? No, it's not from Good Burger, but if you have one from that film, I'd like to hear it. It's from The Rock, starring Nicolas Cage and uh, Sean Connery. And I believe Ed Harris – no, 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 no. Who is it? Someone said, Someone anyway says, Greenlight the Seal Incursion. <laughs> Greenlight the Seal Incursion. 
If, is, that, is that what you say near the end of foreplay? <laughs> I'm just thinking though, if 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 Robert Frost had ever written a line that good, yeah. he would have just dropped his pen and and walked into the sea. Yeah. <laughs> Even and even made more amazing, he lived nowhere nowhere near the shore. Yeah, that would be quite that'd be quite a stroll. Yeah, yeah, across all of New Hampshire. Yeah, a lot of a lot of time to change your mind about killing yourself. No, but but he yeah, that's right. Yeah. Eyes on the prize, though, right? Yeah, which yeah. I mentioned because Robert Frost, well known civil rights leader as well. Oh, is that right? Mm-mm. It's okay. not right. I don't think he's famous for that. Although I don't think he was known as an yeah. Veteran. I would say that would that would be entirely. New information to me. I don't think he was a. I don't think he was a, um, a, a, a riling, revolting racist. I can only. I can only think of alliterative adjectives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At this time, a, bro, a roiling racist. He was not a roiling racist. Okay. Um, well, that's, that's always good. I don't think he was. No, I don't think. Uh, I think some of his contemporaries. I believe T. S. Eliot was known as a roiling anti-Semite. Yes. And Ezra Pound well, wasn't it wasn't Ezra Pound much worse on that front? No. I think he was, but I think Ezra Pound also got a bit of a pass because wasn't it, I think he might have just been clinically insane. You know? Yeah. So if someone if someone is racist but they're also insane, I think that the insanity um it uh I think it receives precedent, doesn't it? I never cared for Ezra Pound. No, but he has his. I think his best poem is what is two lines long, isn't it? Right. I, I, no, yeah. I was actually going to say I do like the whatever the station on the metro poem. Oh. Right, right. What the what wet black bow? Yeah, you just say wet yeah. black bow. Sort on a wet black bow. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Green light, green light, the seal incursion. <laughs> seal incursion. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then it's great too because you're because someone will be like, oh, when in the movie does that happen? And you can just be like, well, right before. Right before, the, right before the seal incursion. The seal incursion, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that happens: Navy SEALs are so responsive that as soon as you green light their incursion, yeah. they're they are they're incurring already. As yeah, soon you as can't, you, you can't abort mission at that point. No, no, no. They're already there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as it's a, as soon as it's off your lips. Yeah. Uh, where did we find you today, Dane? How, in what sort of uh, physical state, mo- emotional state? Uh, you know, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, um. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I'm having some coffee. That helps. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Have you performed your your uh, morning ablutions yet? I have not, and then they 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 uh, they need to happen. <laughs> I need a shower badly. It's a you, want, you want to green light the seal ablutions? Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> I need to. I need Do they to, need permission for everything? I need a cleansing rain over my muscled body. <laughs> Did you get yeah. a new body since I last saw you? <laughs> I'll, I'll armbar the shit out of you. <laughs> you seem to suggest the last time uh, we spoke. That uh, or last time we corresponded, which is uh, recently, that that you were uh, you were working quite a bit. You are working quite a bit. Would you care? Uh, is uh, your it's uh, it's baseball stretch drives, Stilly. <laughs> stretch. Drive. I would love to type. I'm not going to do it right now because I would I would like to. I would want the mystery to remain. But I would love to type the words stretch drive, uh-huh. um, either one word or uh, one word hyphenated or two words. I would love to type it into edemonline.com and see the results. And I would like to regard the results, which I believe will be – I believe there will be zero results. What What is this internet website? Edem Online is nice uh, if you're curious. Edemonline? Yeah, it, it uh, just returns. Essentially, it, it I think it probably aggregates some sort of etymological dictionaries, the entries, to, just to see where words come from. Oh, I see. Yeah. What's the what's the damn name again? I believe it's Edim E T Y M Online dot com. Are you type? Are you are you? I'm not. I'm not doing the internet right now. You're so. not pointing. Yeah, yeah. I would going. I, I'm going to let the mystery. This is an experiment, right? Uh, we have so much. I'm uh, sure before this conversation is over, I'll be tending tending to some emails and that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. I understand. But uh, yeah, I would love to. I would like to see stretch, stretch drive yeah. as a term I'll you hear. Wikipedia. I might do that at some point. It's a term you hear. Frequently, have you typed it? Have you rendered it into electronic print recently? Stretch drive. Yes, I have. Yes, I'm sure that I have. Yes. Okay. When does the stretch drive for you, Ding Perry? 
This this is it's possibly a boring question with an even less interesting answer. Uh, when does the stretch drive begin? Well, I, I, I've considered this. Oh, you have. I have actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, some time ago, I thought, is it fine for me to say this yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you don't want to seem over eager. Right. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't. I don't want commenters to think I'm, you know, something less than professional. Right. Um. And I, you know, I, I well, the respect, the respect that they currently possess for you, um, you know, you, that's not something you want to to jeopardize. Right. They they have nothing but high regard for my work, particularly mm-hmm. the jokes I make. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. So you've you've considered the matter. Yeah, I have. Okay. And, you know, now I thought about the rich history of hackneyed sports pros. Mm-hmm. And. Is it okay to call part of August the stretch drive, even though August is the dog days? Ah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm of two minds about this. I think you could make the case that post deadline is the stretch drive. But post uh, what the, the deadline, I should say. Okay. Um, and then you can make the case that September is the stretch drive. Yeah. I kind of tend toward the former, even though that overlaps with the dog days. Okay, right. Well, for some, maybe for some clubs, it is because because I believe that August is the month when the the sort of uh, playoff, the postseason odds for teams begin uh, to get sorted out in a pretty stark way. Yeah. So for those teams that are uh, closer to zero percent in terms of odds, that this this these are probably the dog days. And even for those clubs that uh, have like the Royals, I imagine that they are. Did these days seem sort of dogged for them? No? Sure. When you were of two minds about this, Dane, would you say that you were of two minds like a like a tree in which there are two blackbirds? <laughs> <laughs> Follow-up question. Uh, uh, a tree in which there are two falcons with blood-soaked talons. Okay. It's not Stevens, but... Oh, he can go... He can oh. shut up. <laughs> You just want to tell Wallace Stevens to shut the yeah. f*** up. I'll drop him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I think he was solidly built. Uh, it's they punching the solar plexus drops anybody. Yeah, I believe. Uh, I also so I, there was a class in college in which we read a lot of Stevens, and then uh, the same teacher relayed what I believe was an encounter between Norman Mailer and maybe Gore Vidal. Gore Vidal, I believe, was sort of a, a, sli- a slider build and would uh, run his trap sometimes. Right. Um, and Most then Norm... Both gentlemen strike me as unpleasant company. Who? Both of those gentlemen, Mailer yeah. and, uh, and Vidal. And yeah. I believe Norman... Yeah, Norman Mailer uh, was a bit more... Um, he kind of... Norman Mailer, like, thought he was heavyweight champion of the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, I don't know so what precisely that was. They, they did have some sort of confrontation, though, and Vidal... I believe he uh, he utilized his rapier-like wit. Uh, uh-huh. He thr- he thrusted a parry, and this yes. is all metaphorical, by the way. Right. Yeah. Um, like a, like a tree in which there are two blackbirds. Yeah. And uh, Norman Mailer, uh, who was frustrated, uh, he he punched. I believe he punched Gore Vidal, and then Gore Vidal did the I only thing. That the, was, uh, I thought that was William Buckley who punched Vidal. Maybe he did too. It seems like maybe yeah. it was a sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's certainly yeah. Sort of get punched. But then Gore Vidal, um, he did what you have to do if you've gotten punched uh, for one witticism, which is he came back with another. He said, "At a loss for words again, Norman." <laughs> which is that's great. I think that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're a smartass, you have to commit yeah. to the end. Men of letters punch party. <laughs> Let us go punch Corey Vidal. <laughs> Let us, yeah, you like the, uh, I believe that's the, what is it? The use of, the use of subjunctive in Latin. It's also called hortatory, I think. A hortatory subjunctive. Let us, though. You, uh, you enjoy that form. I do. I, I like saying let us, yes. You said let us. What was the one that was published in Drinking with Boyd R. Clark, a book you actually had published? Let us throw up at a ball game. <laughs> let us throw up at a ball game. Yes. Inspired by a clip of a Phillies fan who reaches so exuberantly for a foul ball that he makes himself throw up. <laughs> and uh yeah, let us let us it what? It has a it has sort of a um like a like a drinking hall quality to it. Is that right? Do you yeah. 
it's a uh, a drinking song without music. There's no there's no more. And of course, it's also it is a so proof rock, right? Elliot's uh, T.S. Elliot's proof rock. Let us go then, you and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh god, that miserable, miserable work. You don't you're not you're not a big fan? Just too long. I know. No, uh, L D R. Actually I did read it, but it was miserable. <laughs> mm. And uh you know what's seen in uh, any film is one of one of the one of which I'm most jealous or would like to be in that is I think it is during the seventh seal with Ingmar Bergman. And you have these like what they're these play actors who are touring uh-huh. in a little cart all around the country, and they end up in some sort of yeah Swedish ju- jubilant Swedish drinking hall. Okay. And it's just you know everyone um, sounds okay medieval drinking hall. Everyone is spilling beer and yeah. they're and they're eating they're eating lamb off the bone. They're eating meat and their their, the wow. their faces are covered in in uh ju- like juices from meat. You know what I mean? Grisly yes, yeah. juices from meat. Yeah. And they Gris- just have their the food has just been slopped into like a tin pan. I really I wish I were there. Well, that, that does sound okay. Yeah. What's the most? What's the best? Uh, so I'm going to read. Let it, let us throw up at a ball game now. Yeah, you don't do a dramatic read. I think you could just do it in in your normal voice. I think we'll all enjoy it. I, I, I by the way, I hate listening to people read their work, but this is an exception. Yeah, I know. I I I, I do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, go for it. We're not doing anything. I, I you know, this is a page view for Notgrass, right? Right. What do you mean? I dialed it up on Notgrass. Oh, you did. Okay, yeah. All right, go for it. Yeah. <coughs> <laughs> Let us throw up at a ball game, you and I. Collars high, gents. Wangs paraded, cavaliers. Our testicles are covered with moss and lichen. This is because they are boulders. So let us throw up at a ball game, you and I. We enslave what we do not kill. We cuddle with hookers in secret. We do not visit places so much as we colonize them. Pregnancies, muzzle-loading weaponry, crests on jacket breasts. Yes, let us throw up at a ball game, you and I. Cannonade sex perpetrated with a buccaneering urgency. Begin each day with a fresh haircut. Solaced by the species difference between us and the middle brow remainder. Foul eye forever as crisp as apples. <laughs> Low dowdy brothers. Let us throw up at this and every ballgame. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You use the verbs uh, enslave and colonize. I did. And yeah. you, uh, you use... I would get called out for that on Twitter. Mm, yeah, but I believe you yeah. were writing in a persona. Nonetheless, I would get called out on that. And you, uh, social media platform, Twitter. Yeah, and uh, you also use buccaneer and cavalier. Buccaneering, you use it as an adjective, and cavalier. Look, I didn't say it was good. No, 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 no. My point is that these words, I think they are key words to attempting to... I assume you have some uh, visual image in your head when you're considering, when you're writing this. There's some image in your head of the sort of person... A Caligula and orgy at a at a ballpark. Right. Yeah, that sounds great. That does sound okay. There's right? some martial terminology. Martial terminology. Right. Just after a war, they go and have sex at a ballpark. Mm-hmm. Right. That that I, those guys. Now I would have never been were I, for example, part of an ancient, uh, you know, whether it be ancient Greece, ancient Rome. I would not have been one of the uh, ones gathering up the spoils of war. Right. But if you were that sort of man, that must have been so much fun. Yeah, that would that would that would be a good night. Yeah. If just without any sort of anxiety about the people whom you're oppressing, right. just to go into a village or, or yeah. opponent city and just kill all the men. Yeah. And then have and then have all the women and then steal all the goods. That's yeah, right. That's like right the- in your wheelhouse. All the meats and cheeses. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be okay if I if I were that sort of lad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you must feel like you're in your element at that point. Yeah, I mean, hey, you've earned it, right? Yeah. Let me ask you a question. You're a little bit older than I am, uh, right. and I think that did you read comic books as a younger kid? Have we talked? No, about I didn't, never cared for them. No. How familiar are you with Superman? 
you watch the movie. You know, as any as familiar as anyone else, I guess. Okay, here's a here's a question. I'm not going to be able to name like obscure villains in there. No, 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 that's not what I. Uh, true or false? Superman is from the planet Krypton. I think so. Yeah, that's what I think too. Right. Yeah. Also, isn't however the element which which makes him weaker is that not called kryptonite? Yeah. That is weird to me. Is that you would think if you live on the planet Krypton, yeah. if there's going to be an element that's also going to share the name with your planet, you'd think that would have some positive effect on the 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 citizens of that planet, the residents of that planet. Well, Earth used to be called Radon World. <laughs> so it's sort of the same principle. You ever, you ever worried about Radon in your basement, Dane? We have a radon abatement system. Okay. Is that right next to your sump pump? <laughs> you know what? It is. <laughs> it is. The primary sump pump and the backup. Oh, you got a back you got a backup sump pump. You gotta have a backup system. I mean what's the point of having a sump pump if you're not gonna back it up? You think I'm gonna rely on the electrical grid to keep my basement water free? Yeah. Now, but do you have a basement currently? I do. Okay, you do have a basement currently. I, I'm interested in where you live. I have some questions about it, but uh, but I, I I enjoy where I live. And but you do you also have a radon abatement system? I have a radon abatement system. You got an RAS right next to your sump pump. <laughs> true, true. Yes. Is it abating radon as we speak? Yeah. How does it do it? Constantly. It expels the radon into what? the air. Okay, it's what sort of time. what form does radon have? Is it a gas? Yes. Okay, and what does it do to people? Uh, cancer? Lung cancer, I believe. Lung cancer, okay. Yeah. Black lung? Uh, Qatar. <laughs> Stinky? Stink mouth? Does it give it you... Gives you the clap. <laughs> That'd be embarrassing. <laughs> you I think you'd see a lot more... You'd see a lot... You'd see radon taken a lot more seriously if it gave you the clap instead of lung cancer. I just think the idea of your son showing up at school... <laughs> What's he, second grade? Had, uh, He's going to be out this week. He's got gonorrhea. <laughs> Mr. Perry, a little bit concerned. I'm doing some tests on your son this week. You... Yeah. Uh, so, and uh, is it is this something that was suggested to you by some sort of homeowners association? The previous owners had the uh, – uh, well, the builders – at the behest of the previous owners, put in the radon abatement system. It was radon, a naturally occurring substance in the ground. I mean, why? Well, when you you know split open rocks under the ground, you get radon. Okay, all right. Yeah. So it's well, natural. Do I have to worry about radon where I am right now? You might. I is mean, it, it's everywhere. It's not like it's just you know. It's not like an Illinois problem or something. Is it? A, is it an advantage that I'm on the third floor? Are the people yes. in the two floors below me? Are they? Don't worry about it if you're on the third floor. You don't. Unless, unless they are venting radon <laughs> into your apartment. Are they actually helping by? Are they absorbing radon for me? They may have set up. Yeah, they they could be absorbing radon. If they mm-hmm. if they seem riddled with gonorrhea, then you're fine. <laughs> If they have more, like uh, the people on the first floor, they had another child recently. Is that a benefit for my wife and me? Uh, because that new child is now is now soaking up some of the excess radon that might have been getting through. Yeah, he he, you know, entered this world with mm-hmm. a very low saturation level of radon, so he had plenty of room to take in radon. Uh, like a like a fleshy organic radon abatement yes. <laughs> radon abatement system himself. First floor babies are radon sponges. <laughs> it's almost like a, what is it, King? Who was the king who was uh, King Herod? Who wanted everyone's firstborn killed? I think that was Herod. Yeah. Herod. That's yeah. a that's a raw deal. That's that's a that's a that's a, that's a balls out executive order. Right there. <laughs> you got to be pretty confident in your political capital to decide yeah. order. Yeah. Firstborn dead. That's tough. Yeah. Why? Because what? There was some sort of there was some sort of curse. There was some some soothsaying occurring that the firstborn of someone would would catch up to him. Is that what happened? Something like that. Yeah. When did the she bears rip apart that guy? Is that the New Testament or the old? <laughs> well, that was some prophet Elijah 
They made fun of him for having a bald head. Yeah, okay. And he summoned bears out of the mountain to slaughter children. Love it. There's some great, uh, there's some great artistic renderings of that moment. Um, that if, if, if you're, <laughs> if you're listening to this. Yes. If you're listening to this, don't consider, right after looking up, uh, right after, ty- right after looking up Stretch Drive on Edom Online, uh, don't hesitate to look up, um, to Google Google search an image of the she bears ripping apart these children. <laughs> yeah, you know, bullying was a lot less common in the old Testament. <laughs> That's tough. It's tough being a child. Um, either either you, either you're getting torn apart by she bears. Yes. Or you're you're just soaking up radon. Right. It's a, it's hard to believe anyone. Or King Herod's out over here. Can you imagine how bad it would be to be slaughtered by a bear while you have to clap? <laughs> That'd be rough. So you got so you downstairs in your basement. You got a combination sump pump, backup sump pump. Yep. You got a radon abatement system. Yep. And um, well, same closet. Oh, okay. So so how how is the radon abatement system? How is it able to to give you full coverage of the entire basement area or house when it's just confined to a closet? Well, it's not. I mean, the radon, like, seeps into the basement from underground, so that it's drawing the radon from under the property. And oh, okay, but the actual apparatus is located in the closet. In the closet in the basement, yes. Okay, all right. Okay. Where it has access to what lies beneath. Okay. All right, that's good. Is there uh, anything else you'd like to know about my home? Yeah, actually, I did. Um, I just finished a great book, actually, at the suggestion of uh, Matthew Corey, yeah, resident of the internet and also employee of oh. Fangraphs.com. Yeah, uh, with I think. His fine work. Sorry, what's that? I'm familiar with his fine work. Yeah, sure. So he, um, I think he studied at one point. He studied in uh, in university. I don't know if it was at the undergraduate or graduate level. He studied urban design. Urban planning. Uh, see, that's that's my uh, that's the uh, that's sort of the uh, that would be an interesting career if I didn't do what I did. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I feel very much the same. Um, but he and I said, "What is a seminal text?" That's what I asked him. I said, "What is a seminal text in that field?" And he suggested to me uh, a, a book called City Life by Vitold Rybczynski. Vitold Rybczynski, I think it's from 93, 95, maybe, something like that. Um, anyway, I've just finished it, and it sort of starts with a simple question. Uh, Rybczynski is asked by um, a friend of his, uh, a woman who says, um, why, who's just come back from Paris and says, why aren't our cities like that? And essentially the book, uh, the book takes from there, why aren't the cities in North America, why aren't they like those, uh, those beautiful cities you got over there in Europe? And, uh. Oh, it's an in, uh, interesting investigation of that. Oh, I was hoping you had an answer. Well, I mean, you know, you probably won't be shocked to hear that a lot of it is a product of the automobile. Yeah. Um, um, although there is, there is sprawl in European cities, too. Um, but uh, actually, Chicago comes up on a, a number of occasions, you know, because Chicago is in many ways the home of the skyscraper. Yes. And what the skyscraper did was it increased property values by a considerable amount because now you could uh, – it was uh, – the property itself became more valuable because you could build high up onto it. Um, and so it, it made it made it in – it made it um, impractical to just have, you know, uh, you know single residency homes um, there or even, uh, you know, like – you know, seven like you know, like a seven-story apartment building, right? Oh, sure. Um, and so people started moving away from center cities. Is what happened. Out, they move, they they disperse. <laughs> um, which because uh, you know European cities are older, and if you go to the centers of those, uh, they tend not to be the sort of financial districts, which is something that's happened. Uh, it's pretty common in the United States. Right. Yeah. And so uh, that's that's a part of it. Um, oh. What's that? I said, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's part yeah. of it. Yeah, that's part of it. But then, of course, um, since the uh, – when the last and, – and I think it's maybe it's a movement that's just starting when Rybczynski's writing in 95, I sort of newfound awareness of the 
um, the harmful effects, the baleful, baleful effects of sprawl and a newfound interest in creating urban spaces and, and uh, what that might look like in, uh, in you know, the United States, Canada in the 21st century. But he doesn't quite get there because he's writing before the 21st century began. Mm-hmm. But I was going to ask you with regard to your home. Boy, that's, that was a long... Well, yeah, but uh, but I'm saying that's that's the text, that's the seminal text. But I'm, with regard to your home, is, I was going to say, is it walkable? Is your area walkable? It is extremely walkable. Mm. Yes, I uh, I can uh, I could easily. My wife has to drive to work on occasion because they moved the office to a not very accessible location. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I could easily conduct my life without a car here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. You got a market near you? A market? I do. I have uh, three markets that I frequent. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, what do you? Uh, what are your? Because I, I, yeah, my wife and I've done that too. We'll have one where it's like, well, there, that's where the best produce is. Yeah. And then another, like, especially if you had a Trader Joe's near you. Yeah, I, uh, I get Trader Joe's sometimes, but it's usually it's a car trip. So. Yeah. That's the that's the car trip. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, I have a grocery cart that I take to Jewel sometimes. What's Jewel? Uh-huh. What's Jewel? That's the standard grocery store. Okay. And then there's like a little uh, local fruit stand type market that I uh, I will just carry my own bags and work the traps. And I'll do the same at Aldi, purveyor of cheap goods. Oh yeah, that's right. Aldi. I, yeah, I, I think that like a maybe a Swedish or German company, something like that. I have. Uh, there's an Aldi very convenient. Whoa. My uh, to my good boy's fitness gym, and uh, I will swing by there often on the way home. On the way home, yeah. that's great. So you, you pair it up, and it is your is your gym sounds like it's also just a walk away. It is yes, it is walkable. That is secretly a reason I advocated for buying this property. Really, because merely because of the location of the gym. Kind of yes. Wow. Is, now is I it... place independently of that, and this is the this is the place my wife wanted and. She would still be unhappy with me if we did not get it. So, yeah. Oh, okay. So you're both happy. Yes. I'm you're a- happy with your new property. I hope to die here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, my guess is, uh, given your your health, um, that you that you will have your wish. Within- I, am, I am in excellent health, Cecily. Oh, you are. Okay, that's good to hear, it, Dane. That's yeah. good. As far as I know, there yeah. could be something that lurks beneath that's festering on me, but. Yeah, riddled, riddled with radon. Yes, radon gonorrhea, <laughs> slowly working its way through my system. Yeah. Um, well, that's great to hear so, that it's so uh, walkable. You know, my so, wife. What? Uh, yeah, very what? walkable. Very walkable. Were you gonna say something else? Uh, have you uh, have you lived free or died? Uh, not dead yet. Uh, that, that is, uh, you know, I, I some time ago on Twitter, I briefly power ranked the. Uh, State mottos. Yeah. And Vermont's was easily number one. Uh, right. No, it's not. New Hampshire. Oh, yeah, sorry. New Hampshire, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I understand, though. It's actually what you've just done is not uncommon for people who live west of New England just to conflate many of the New England states because for your big, cumbersome, ham-fisted states, Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're, they're too tiny and sophisticated. For you to understand them, I knew it was New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Misspoke. Uh, some other good ones. Uh, some other good. I, I'm familiar with. I'm familiar with this because uh, I don't know if you've ever been a long car drive with your wife and/or family generally, but sometimes you you will you are thankful for any means of diverting your attention. Sure. From well, the drive. Uh, my wife and I had access to an atlas, and this atlas had for each state had the uh, motto. And so I know that um, I know I believe that maybe Alaska's is somehow is a north to the future. Yes. Is that sound right? That sounds right. North to the future, a fantastic, if not entirely sensical. Uh, and then I believe Kansas is to the stars with yeah. difficulties. Yes. Is that true as well? Yes, that is true. Utah and, is just industry. 
<laughs> I, want, yeah. I, want, I don't want to tell it to you. I just want you to look up Michigan's and look how garbage it is. Yeah, I, I know it. I know. I know it by heart. I believe. Yes. I know an approximation. Is yes. uh, if you search a, if you search for a pleasant peninsula, look around you. Yes, that is, is it. Is that right? I think, I think the translate, oh, not the translation, but the phrasing I read was, uh, if you seek a pleasant peninsula, yeah, look yeah. about you. Look about you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. That's, I think it's, that's it's a little on the. Invitation to conquest. It's a little prosaic, isn't it? Isn't that's it? What that motto is, yeah. And then Massachusetts as well is something like, lead by the sword, but if not the sword, then by justice, and if not that, then, the, it, there are a couple of conditions uh, stated within the... Negotiation? Yeah. Do, do, you, do you happen to remember it off the top of your head? Let me... Uh, oh, we're taking... To, hello, folks. I am. It is Google time. Yeah. Oh, it is Google time. Yeah. Yeah, I got it, I got it right here. Yeah. You want to hear right. it? You want to say it? I'll let you say it. Which, which state? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. By the sword we seek peace, but peace only under liberty. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's funny because I try to like. Uh, I don't know if this, if you can even, if you can render a, that into a Venn diagram, you know, or because we by the sword we seek peace. Using the sword, yeah, we are seeking peace. Yes. But peace, we want that peace only under liberty. In the name of not beating ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So where did? Uh, where did is excellent as well. What is Montana's? Um, I don't remember them. Gold, gold and silver. Gold and silver. <laughs> Just riches. Yeah. New Mexico's is basically it is what it is. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it grows as it goes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, by the end of those states, you know, you're tired. Um, and North Carolina is, is just groaningly existential. <laughs> to be rather than to seem. Okay. Yeah. That's fine, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just it's a little contemplative for a state motto, I guess. But yeah, but right, you know, you're working. That's always to tyrants. That's a good one. So was that South Carolina? Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. And what what that that comes from? Uh, why is it? That's always, that's what uh, isn't that what Brutus said when he killed Caesar? Maybe. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. That's always the tyrants. I believe that is when when you do that. Uh, and then I think Wisconsin might just be progress, right? Which is a sort of that's forward a, is what I see. Forward. Yeah. Okay. Forward. That's all right. Mountaineers yeah. are always free. Mm-hmm. West Virginia. If you, uh, I, maybe you reflect on this. I don't. I don't mean to. Uh, Put you on the spot, Dane. But have you, if you were to, um, if you were to colonize and enslave a population, uh-huh. and therefore uh, be given the right to give uh, to uh, compose your own state motto, okay? Have you have you considered what that state motto might be? I'm not think about that. Yeah, I was wondering. I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. I don't, don't want to. I don't want to. I know that th- that's a little bit that borders on question. Question time. Question time. Sort of moment. Yeah. Where you, you don't. You don't like to be put on the uh, put on the spot like that. That's fine. Maybe uh, marijuana and sports. <laughs> I think could be my state motto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh wow, Maryland. Okay. Are you just? What are you doing? Maryland would not fly on Twitter. What's that? Manly deeds, womanly words. Yeah. That's not, yeah. Frowned upon. Frowned upon that. Actually, uh, speaking of, um, well, okay, so the nature of these, especially for the the oldest states, right, is that uh, they were, these mottos were conceived of in, what, the 18th century, right? So you're bound to find, you're bound to run into one or two uh, sentiments that would not be approved of. Uh, sure. This is the nature of, of things. Uh, wow, I, Tennessee's. Okay, fine. One more. Go. Mur- murder the difference. Excuse me? Murder the difference. Murder the difference. Yeah. Is this a different sense of the word murder? Murder the difference. Mur- mur- 
Murder the different. Yeah. Not really their motto. All no. right. No. Uh, I was in, I was interested. There's a por- there's a portion of highway on which I drive here in New Hampshire. Uh, I believe from from Concord, New Hampshire, north on I-93, north up to all the way to Vermont, is known as Styles Bridges, Styles Bridges Highway or something like that. And okay. I said to myself, I said, well, that's an that's a. I hope Styles Bridges was a guy. Styles Bridges was a guy. He was not. It turns out he was not Teen Wolf's best friend. That was a different Styles. <laughs> <laughs> it was someone named Styles, though. Uh, Sounds like a fantastic card player. Styles Bridges. Let me tell you a little bit about. It. I said, "Who is that?" You know, I'm a I'm a native son of New Hampshire. I, the name was unfamiliar to me, and I said, "Who was that?" So I did a little uh, I did a little research. Styles Bridges was a one time governor, a one term governor, and then a four term senator, I believe, the state of New Hampshire. Yeah. Uh, known he's known for a couple things, uh, yeah. besides what I just mentioned to you. Uh, sure. He's known for being. One of the most steadfast allies of Senator Joseph McCarthy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Beca- just because, on account of he loves his country, <clears throat> he also um, he also was an opponent of a um, of a senator of a, a congressman from from uh, Wyoming, Hunt. Let's see. Let me. So I just want to make sure I get it right. And uh, this Hunt was a Democrat. And uh, at one point, um, Senator Hunt's, I believe it's Senator Hunt's um, son, Lester Hunt it was, Senator Lester Hunt's son was arrested uh, for soliciting uh, sex from a man. And he he was going to be charged, or maybe perhaps he was charged and convicted, not only of, you know, sexual, you know, soliciting sex, but also of homosexuality. And uh, that's that's not in keeping with the live free or die spirit, I might say. I think Styles Bridges, um, what I think he took uh, advantage of whatever he could, whatever political um, grist was on that was on the mill. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And uh, so what he did was uh, Hunt was one of was one of his opponents politically, and he uh, he essentially blackmailed Hunt. He said, if you run again, <laughs> you run again, I will publicize. Why far and wide, I will publicize these uh, your son's conviction. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, first Lester Hunt said, "I will not be cowed uh, by Styles Bridges." And then he had second thoughts, and then he had third <laughs> thoughts. Uh, yeah, I've been cowed. He, yeah. Then he then but then he uh, and so and then he decided to run. But he was the, the the point is that eventually he was made so anxious by um in, in afflicted he was so afflicted by these. By the allegations and by all of this anxiety, uh, that he committed suicide to himself in his own office. Okay. So this is uh, this is uh, Styles Bridges' uh, legacy. Also, uh, three wives, Styles Bridges. Three wives. Uh, he strikes me as a man who knows how to get things done. Yeah, and then he died of a heart attack at 63. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, so, but he has a, a long stretch of interstate named after him. <laughs> and, uh, there was actually, I looked and there was actually an article in the Boston Globe in 2012, maybe questioning the wisdom of, the, of, of, you know, having this sort of stretch named after, uh, Styles Bridges. But I think probably so few people drive it. Yeah. Or when they are driving it, so few people know who Styles Bridges was. It, it might remain there for infinity years. That, you know, no, that, that you know that the powerful people back then were maniacs. I mean, <laughs> what do you mean back then? The middle of the century, I guess. Yeah, they're still maniacs, by the way. Yeah, yeah, but th- there's some, you know, there's some, there's some, uh, uh, shall we say, social breaking mechanisms on them. Now. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we've got stuff named after Andrew Jackson. No one was as crazy as that son of a bitch. Yeah, you that's know? true. Wait, is he not? He's, what's named after Andrew Jackson? Well, I'm sure there's something. <laughs> State probably Cap- a Jackson High somewhere, right? State capital, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right, Mississippi always uh, known for its forward, uh, forward-looking. Anyway, you know what I actually did the other day is uh, own, boy. My dog is from Mississippi. That's what I yeah I recall how is how is that lovely hound? The dog America. Well, I th- what I did um, I had a dream. 
You had her put down because she's inconvenient? No. <laughs> I had a dream recently, uh, a heartbreaking, a, I would say bittersweet dream, uh-huh. in, uh, in which I was walking my dog and we came across a woman who had adopted or somehow was in possession of or c- caretaking all of my dog's brothers and sisters. <laughs> <laughs> And a bunch of dogs that just looked like my dog, and they were so adorable. And I was weeping immediately. <laughs> it was a, uh, and I woke up and I was, uh, I was struck. I was, uh, I was struck emotionally, you know. So I started thinking. I was, you know, because to me it's always weird when you're when you're looking for dogs, like on Pet Finder, yeah, or you see them at the shelter. How is it that there's just this one dog? Where are all the other siblings from that same litter i don't understand where they've gone you know and sometimes you go to shelter you see two together but rarely rarely more than that right and so i did some we actually have the papers from when she was adopted and there's an address actually so i did a google search in uh uh, tupelo mississippi or in the tupelo tupelo area right place of illness yeah, well, I found uh, I found two addresses associated with her adoption. I assume one of them is the actual person who uh, led her out, led her up, and then the other one is maybe like you know they have groups or people down there who are always looking around for strays or dogs that are being mistreated. Uh, and I assume that one of them is the address of, of the woman who was the sort of uh, uh, temporary caretaker for our dog. Yeah. Well, you make sure which is which before you start firebombing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was not going to be. Uh, I was not. I have no. Uh, I don't. I, I have no um, interest in defaming anyone. I was just interested in the history. I don't think you'd make it out of Tupelo alive, boy. I, I have no interest. To, yeah, I have no interest to, to defame anyone in Tupelo. Yeah. Not. Uh, not my. Not in my interest. All right. Stretch drive. We did that. Did you come to any definitions about the? Any conclusions about the definition of stretch drive? I'm not interested in thinking about it anymore. Okay. Uh, we talked about your city. I know. I, we have not talked. To, going down or something? Huh? Is there a checklist you're going down or something? A little bit, yeah. I went to Montreal yeah. for two and a half weeks. Ah, yeah. that's a lovely city. It was a great city. Loved my time there. I honeymooned there. Did you? I did. That's interesting. How long were you there? Uh, close to a week. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you get, uh, to, get to know it a little bit in a week, yeah. Watch the Texas-Ohio State game then. You watched a Texas Ohio State game <laughs> at a bar in Montreal. At a bar in Montreal. Well, wait, Texas Ohio is this a is that a college? Was that a, like was this on January first or something? It's a college football game. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, it was January first. It was like a regular season game. It was a regular season game. Okay. Um, loved, loved. I, uh, old Montreal is is a treasure. Yes. Yeah, and I would also advocate on behalf of, uh, of further out as well. Um, you can go there, and it's just restaurant after restaurant, highly walkable. We were just talking about walkability. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, uh, some quick questions. Um, I recently uh, came across someone who will remain unnamed who said uh, he said that he and his wife were trying to have a baby. Okay. True or false? When someone yeah. tells you that they're trying to have a baby. Doesn't that just mean that they're f***ing a lot? Yeah. <laughs> that is why I don't understand it's okay to say that. Why it's okay to say that. Yeah, we're trying to have a baby. Okay. You're just trying. You're just f***ing means, what you're telling means, me. I take it to mean they are they are uh, engaging in coitus according mm-hmm. to ovulation schedule. Okay. All right. Yeah. But it's, I never understood why it's an okay thing that... To just say it like you could even say a mixed come. Oh yeah, we're trying to have a baby, and people are like, oh that's great. No, you're just you're just boning, uh, right? And you're somewhat you're boning, somewhat conscious of the the ovulation. It's, it's targeted boning. Yeah. <laughs> boning with purpose. Green lighting. You're definitely green lighting something <laughs> at that point. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was one quick question I had for you. Are you uh, are you and uh, are you and your lovely wife boning with purpose? <laughs> she doesn't let me touch her. <laughs> Good policy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another quick question: What do you ask for when you go to the barber or the, the stylist? What do you? Wh- I never. I I'm a 35 year old person. One and a half on the back and side, scissor trimmed on top. Wait, say it again. One and a half on the back and side, scissor trimmed on top. <laughs> okay, wait. I, now just say it one more time, just so that I know. 
what to put in uh, to make an internet remix of it. <laughs> One and a half on the back and sides, scissor trimmed on top. Okay. All right. Very good. It's a clipper setting. All right. Did you did you move away from the computer a little bit? Then you're a little quieter. Still right here. Still right here. All right. Your problem. All right. Um, hear me? Yeah. I also have an ear infection, so I can't hear. Yeah. The, yeah, like a baby. Excuse me. Swimmer's ear? No, I just have a I have a narrow <laughs> narrow, narrow canal. I have uh, <laughs> a narrow eustachian tube. Okay. I do. I do. I have a narrow eustachian tube in my left ear. Uh-huh. Uh, and it uh, it happens to be if I really if I get any sort of head cold, uh, I have to be particularly attentive. And in this case, I was not sufficiently attentive. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, uh, yeah, I have to sleep on my right side. Otherwise, uh, if I sleep on my left, it will drain into the eustachian tube, but then it becomes trapped. It festers, yeah. and yeah. I get gonorrhea ear. Clap yeah. of the ear. ear yeah. I'll pray for you. Thank you. Um, or perhaps have a benefit concert. <laughs> some sort. So one and a half on the back and sides. Yeah. Scissor trimmed on top. Scissor trim on top. Okay. Um, I need to consider going to the clippers on top if my bald spot keeps expanding. No. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So now, uh, if your bald spot does does expanding. Uh, if some uh, if a street urchin were to point it out, yeah, would you would you commandeer a, a she bear? I would uh, drop him with a straight right. Okay, you just you just slam a child. Is what you're yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> would not kill the child most likely. So there you got that going for you. I mean, I, I would you know I'd pull the punch a little. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last question I had was oh yeah, uh, in the, uh, in addition to visiting Montreal and since the time we last spoke. My wife broke her finger. My wife huh? broke her finger. Uh, she was walking our dog, her beautiful dog. That's a, okay. And the her the dog the dog is if it sees like a squirrel or a chipmunk will just run. It just it occupies the dog's. Just the dog becomes um, crazy. Oh yes. Will run after the rodent. And uh, my wife, hap- unfortunately, she got her 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 pinky finger stuck in the. Uh, the sort of the handle of the leash and it and it was uh, yeah she broke it in between two of the joint broke the joint she had to have surgery she had to have a cast really? yeah surgery wow. she had to have surgery yeah the doctor said well listen set the bone or what yeah because it kind of broke into the joint I guess yeah the doctor said you don't it's not an absolute necessity but you'll begin to have debilitating arthritis within three to five years. Sounds like a recommendation. Yeah, so he, she said, okay, and we have good health care, decent health care now. And, uh, and then she had a cast, like an arm cast for for five weeks. Wow. But here's the here's what's leading to the question is, so my wife was in a you know, considerable discomfort for, in a number of different ways. You know, she also likes to jog, and if you have a cast on, you get very sweaty right. uh, under the cast. And she had to get this thing called a cast cooler, which you had to set up. You had to set it up with like with a vacuum cleaner, and essentially it draws air through your cast. It, it's actually relatively effective, yeah. Um, but it's annoying. But through all of this, I don't, and here's the question: Is have you ever found yourself, Dane, inconvenienced by someone else's misfortune? <laughs> That's the question I was thinking. Because there were a number of times. For example, my wife could not do the dishes for five weeks. Oh, I see. Yeah. She could not cut a sweet potato, for example. Yeah. Which is usually her job. You know, her. That's one of her. Her. Uh, that's her job around the house. Yeah. Uh, there were a number of things which she is typically tasked with doing, which now I had to do, and I was, <laughs> and I was frequently inconvenienced. And she'd be like, "It hurts," and I'd be yeah. like, "Well, yeah, maybe it hurts, but it's annoying for me." Right. Yeah. And I was, re- I was, uh, and I said to myself, I am inconvenienced by your pain. Yeah. And I was that- reminded of another time when, uh, one time I suspected, I suspected that my mom was calling me to tell me that one of my grandparents had died. <laughs> and I didn't take the call because I was going out with some friends that evening to go get drinks. Sure. Yeah. And I didn't want to have that, that cloud. Hovering over, so it's not going to affect my grandmother. Sure, but it will affect me. Right. So I didn't take the call. 
that, I, that, I stand by this. And yeah. I was wondering if there's – these are just two – these both fall under the category of uh, being inconvenienced by someone's, by someone's greater misfortune. And I was wondering if you had any examples of it. Yeah, I, you know, I have, I have, uh, <clears throat> yeah, there's no doubt I have examples of that. Uh, kind of touching on the other thing though, I have, when pondering like a relative or, or something who's, you know, uh, nearing the end, mm-hmm. I have caught myself thinking, I hope this happens <laughs> at a convenient time for me. <laughs> like, I hope I don't have to shuffle a lot of things around. <laughs> Change your work schedule, right? Yeah. Maybe you're, maybe you have a bachelor. Maybe you're going to a friend's bachelor party. <laughs> oh, that sounds awful. Yeah, well, I know it sounds awful, but is it as is it as awful as having to to postpone it in order to or or to you know? Um, See that? No, I, I would I would welcome I would welcome a, a death of a near and dear. What's the sort of thing that you that you got you feel, me out of a bachelor party? What's the sort of thing where you would really consider it inconvenient, though? What's a what's a thing you might have coming up this weekend? What would be like if I, you know, like if I had a, a, a trip to a ball game as a fan planned or something, or yeah. you know, like a uh, maybe a day trip or something planned, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, or like a lot of work to do, and I knew that I would fall behind or something. Yeah, that would I, I, I would appreciate no one dying when that's going on. What if you had set aside some time for some daytime drinking? Yeah, you know, I, I prefer night drinking, so that's not that's not all that uh, oh, okay. enticing to me. Okay. Um, maybe if there's like, if I've surveyed things and I think there's a reasonable chance of sex during a certain amount of <laughs> certain block of time, like that would that would be annoying. Yeah. That's yeah. You found out that a family member had. Uh, Died or worse? Yeah, yeah that's sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. I find yeah. as I get older, I have to do more planning and, and almost low-grade negotiation to, to get sex. Mm-hmm. So that would, uh, yeah, I'd appreciate no deaths when, when there's that. When there's, uh, that uh, How many hours in advance do you feel like it's necessary to arrange <clears throat> it? I usually Is it a same day situation. Uh, I usually say, "Hey, what do you think about sex sometime this week?" Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. And her response is uh, maybe something like that. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like as though after having gone through the process of uh, conceiving and and then of course your wife and then and now rearing a child mm-hmm. that the that you are m- much more that your relationship with sex is different because we mentioned before the those folks who were trying trying to have a baby at that uh-huh. point sex has become something which obviously there is intended pleasure but you really are at that point you are arranging it right oh yeah that that's definitely there's not I can't remember the last time we had like spontaneous sex right 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 we just woke up both you're both kind of just like drowsy in the morning and looked in each other's eyes it's not it, it's some of it's like work crap related and but most of it is yeah that that you know you have a, a child who could run in the room at any moment you know? <laughs> yeah. what about uh have you taken any trips to a nice b and b recently dane i i bet i haven't been to a b and b in probably ten years yeah when do you when does that start what age does your child hit where you start doing that sort of thing again oh i mean that could be done now i mean he's you know He's seven. Stay with know. the stay with a relative or something like that. Oh yeah, he could do something like that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I thought you meant. Oh, you mean not taking him with us? Yeah, it, it would be easily doable if we had family here, and but we have no support system here. So. That seems to be to me a huge difference maker. Family oh, yeah. in the area versus you not. To, uh, you have to divide and conquer. Like if you're if it's just you and you don't have family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to like. Hey, maybe I'm going to go out with these friends, and you can, you know, tend the child this night, and then flip it around, and she'll go out to dinner, and you know that kind of thing. At what point will you feel comfortable leaving your child at home? I don't know, probably like 11 or something. I don't know. Okay, I think that's actually right, right around when I started uh, coming home alone. I do a little free range parenting with them. You know. What does that mean? Like I'll I'll let him stay here while I run to the store or something like that. Oh, okay. 
kind of yeah. to start start that off? Yeah, give them a little, a little independence. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, does your wife know you do that? Yeah, she's she's on board with it. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's a laid back lady. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, well, listen, Dane. I think uh, I think you've done everything you needed to do. That's hardly true. I mean, as so far as this program is concerned. All right, because that that's just patently false on other fronts. No. Right. Yeah. Would you care to? Uh, would you like to end things right now? No. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I want to get off this call. Yeah. I, I don't know if you meant some grand exit, which I don't. No, know no, no, no. Just to end the end the end the yeah, recording. Yeah, that's, that's that's always fine. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any final um, final messages or anything like that? Um, you know, reach reach out to your relatives and, and implore them not to die at an inconvenient time. Yeah. Marijuana and sports. Marijuana and sports. Yeah. Tell them, you know, say, look, I know I know the end is near for you, but mm-hmm. I have marijuana and sports planned if you could please yeah. not die until after Tuesday or something like that. Right. Right. Thank you very much. Hashtag marijuana and sports. That has been uh that has been Dane Perry of CBSports.com's Eye on Baseball. Mm-hmm. Correct. I'm Carson Sestouli. This has been Fangraphs Audio.